0: Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of
1: Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, fucking
0: Game of Thrones. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the basically the best Game of Thrones podcast that exists on this earth. Confirmed. Sources, anonymous sources have claimed. Uh, I'm your host, Eddie Colazo, also known as the awesomely massive Eddie Colazo, And with me as always,
1: Brooks Oglesby. Yeah. I'm your courage, I'm your flying man, uh, babyface <laughs> Brooks Oglesby. Welcome to the show. Nice one. Thanks.
0: And uh, today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 9 of Game of Thrones, Baylor. This is where the true Game of Thrones begins. Yeah. Like, this is the episode that everyone shit their pants, and everyone who read the book was like, oh, wait till you get to this one. I know I was. Yeah. But yeah, it finally happened. What were your impressions of watching this for Um, however manyth time?
1: I'm really excited about these episode nine ones, because I only remember the final scene in every episode, Mm -hmm. so I didn't remember anything a lot happened in this one. Yeah, it was kind of balls to the wall the whole time, yeah. if I do say mm-hmm. so myself. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really enjoying myself. Even for me, there, I made quite a few notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have, I feel like we we're both going to have a lot to say about yeah. this.
1: So welcome to our four-hour spectacular...
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. Hope you're th- stuck in th- traffic. 45 minutes is dedicated to Game of Thrones, and... The rest is reviewing this weekend's wrestling events. Oh yeah,
1: Balor, Balor.
0: <laughs> what what I'm gonna do is just for one of the scenes, I'll be like, oh, so then this happens at the twins, and then um, what happened in the next scene? Oh yeah, so the timekeeper rings the bell. Yeah, and, and you Brock taps. Lesnar celebrates. Yeah, but the ref doesn't see it. He doesn't see him tap. And then the Undertaker can't stop hitting people in the dick. <laughs> like he is just addicted. <laughs> nice to dick shots on Brock Lesnar. Let's start the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean just to yes and you a little bit on that, that was some straight up bullshit. And if you mm. if you want to watch wrestling and we piqued your interest, forget it. It's if you, like if you want to watch wrestling, don't.
0: Like overall it's a hobby you do not want to invest yourself in right now. Also, WWE good matches, terrible plots, shitty endings. Anything else, you're getting in too deep. You're going to have to, like, look for Japanese translations. You're going to have to sign up for weird websites.
1: Yeah. Don't bother. You know, it's a lot like uh, Season 5 of Game of Thrones. You know, there's, like, it's very overt, and it's racism and sexism. Uh, There's, like, one cool fight scene that, like, will blow your mind. But between that is, like, ten hours of just trash. Yeah. So.
0: That's why we can't stop watching both of them. Right. So... (laughs) This episode opens with Ned
1: still in the cell. Yeah. He gets a little... The Tower of Joy. He gets a little sleepy time visit.
0: Yeah. Once again, Varys, he shows up again, and he looks like he's just wearing Sam's training
1: clothes. Yeah.
0: Like, just a big cardboard box painted of black on him. I should have... talked about how he serves the realm.
1: Yeah. I should have started a count, like a winner is coming count, of just people being sleepy, because I feel like this might be the sleepiest episode yet.
0: Yeah. A lot of people knocked out Yeah, I feel on like,
1: the verge of... Like, I feel like most scenes opened with a very sleepy boy.
0: <laughs> I also like how uh, Varys is like, your son is going to war. And he says, Rob? Like, no, Rick, <laughs> Like, what... If, what do you think? No, fucking tree boy. Yeah. Bran, with no legs, is gonna lead the armies. King in the north. King in the north. Bran. Like, the... <laughs> The mighty leader. You can't lead an army if your name is Bran. Yeah. Like, Bran is the worst of all cereals. Yeah, you're not
1: wrong. But
0: then again, like, a good cereal, you wouldn't be like, I am Commander... I am Commander French Uh Toast Crunch. (laughs) Yeah. Sir Cookie Crisp, we have word from the front. Uh, Yes, yes, of course.
1: Riding his horse, Applejack. (laughs) Or his pony, if you will.
0: This show lasted long enough, I think we can call it, call it and then, now. So, uh, <laughs> here. I have, it says, that's the best thing anyone has said about
1: Stannis in this show. Oh my god. Do you god. remember what this is? Um, I remember that Varys, like, dicks him about it, like, immediately.
0: He's like, he's a good, uh, warrior and a noble man. But- yeah, and then Varys is like, and utterly without mercy. Yeah. And I was like,
1: fuck you, dude. Like,
0: who, like, do you realize who the current king is, you shithead? Yeah. Like, <laughs> which, yeah, that was, like, the b- brightest light that was shown on Stannis for his entire
1: career on the show. Yeah. My biggest. Before
0: he's even casted.
1: Yeah. My biggest Stannis related note was just that Ned would openly rather die than renounce Stannis' claim, which, like, what do you have to say to that, haters? Why do you, if you hate Sam so much, why do you hate Ned so much? Why do you think he makes bad decisions? Why do you think that he's not honorable? Because he fucking knows. It's his by rights. By birthright. Wants to enter into it. Under the law. And then Varys just leaves Ned there. This, Ned, Ned actually hasn't had any character development since the last scene apparently because when Varys is like, hey, Sansa went to court and like pleaded for your life. And Ned's like, did you, like, not put the king in a triangle choke? And not release the hold until Chopper declared Stannis the rightful claimant? No? You (laughs) You fucking coward! What the fuck?
0: Did you not submit the entire (laughs) Lannister army with the Juji Gatame armbar? Like, (laughs) what? Uh... Like, I'm not... I'm only a white belt, Sir Stark. (laughs) Uh, And Ned's just in a cell forever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we go to the twins, where Shoreshot Theon.
1: Oh, he's fucking no scope in Walter's emails.
0: <laughs> he spins around, looks at looks at Rob. He's like, "Hey, suck a dick." Fires an arrow, kills three birds. Yeah. And then the letter's like, "Oh, it was to his niece."
1: Yeah, it was, it was
0: saying, it was, "Have a nice
1: day." Yeah, I know. It was just like the all caps Facebook thing, where it's just like, "It's your grandpa, Walter." Have a happy birthday, be sure to call sometime, miss you, sorry about your grandma dying, love you, from Walder. Oh my god, I just remember, we were talking about my, like, ominous
0: family things before the show. Yeah. Another thing that all of my aunts do on Facebook, like, no matter what the message is, it could just be like, have a lovely day, they'll put an ellipses at the end of it. Ooh. Every, like, no matter what.
1: That's, it's just ve- like, that's very have Walder. Have a Gray. lovely
0: day, <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot, and I'm like, what? What are you going to do to me?
1: Have a lovely day.
0: <laughs> it would be a shame if anything were to happen to you on this day when you record your podcast. Like, how do you even know about that, Aunt Lisa? You didn't even watch Game of
1: Thrones. I'm so excited that Aunt Lisa's listening. <laughs> See you at Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, and doesn't
0: Theon... So... Okay, Lady Stark is like, we have to talk to the Freys so we can have passing through their through their walls. So we can get across here and battle with the Lancer. And Theon's just like, let's fight them. Yeah. Like, let's
1: go to war with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I I... I enjoyed, like, knowing what the twins was ahead of time, so I enjoyed the scenery, but, like it still just doesn't click in my head why the twins are so important. And, like, I know that the answer is, like, it's, like, you can't pass an army through, like, the shitty fucking Howland Reed Woods around the water. Mm-hmm. But it still seems like quite a bit for just one little baby bridge. Yeah,
0: I know. And I, I just thought of this. Maybe the reason Theon constantly wants to go to war is because he figures that the Starks will eventually lose the war and he can betray them. Mm-hmm. And whoever beats the Starks... He'll be like, "Hey, I killed some Starks too. Can you let me like go back to my family?"
1: Warg of the Week. Warg of the Week. Early,
0: <laughs> unexpected, out of control. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Um, and then we see Mister Filch from Harry Potter. Yeah, he's there. He's the same character, basically. With added um, married
1: to a fifteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to do a voice for him, so no he's here he's just, there's like 50 walders, 90 Waldas, and they all just sit and watch him?
1: I guess, yeah, I guess they're like literally just waiting for him to keel over, and then they just kind of like scoot him off the throne, and then sit there and like, oh, I'm the king now.
0: But, like, it's gonna be a whole nother war just for the fray throne, which no one even cares about. yeah.
1: I do like that. Walter was very similar to Ned, and he was just like, "Hey, I know that your dad has cancer and is like comatose, but he didn't come to my wedding."
0: Yeah, which what's is kind of
1: rude. <laughs>
0: That's pretty fucked up. And he's yeah, she's like, "Well, he's basically dead." Yeah. Like, well, you know, make exceptions. There's <laughs> some things you have to do. It's
1: the principle of the thing. I mm-hmm.
0: also like they're just already establishing he doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's like, "Oh, well." We need to fight the Lannisters. He's like, I'm not going to get in a fight with the Lannisters.
1: Yeah. I don't want to help you. And then Catelyn's like... be here and be old. Catelyn's like, why don't you turn us over to the Lannisters then? And then he looks at the camera and he's like, Stark, Tully, Lannister, yeah. <laughs> Baratheon. All they're all just spokes on a wheel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we just end, like, without... He just says like, "No, I'm not getting involved in anything." Also, I hate everyone. Yeah. Scene ends. And then uh, we go to the wall, and Commander Mormon's just like, "Here, Jon Snow, have a yeah, Valyrian sword." Have my fucking
1: family heirloom direwolf Valyrian sword. How's your hand? Anyway, it's see just, you later. It's just been in
0: my family for five hundred years. I think this show, I don't think does enough. Is like, it seems like a lot of people have Valyrian steel. Yeah,
1: there there's need- like eight total. There need to be more scenes where it's just like, here, have a regular sword. Yeah. Because then it's special.
0: I I looked it up once, and there's, like, two families who never even show up in the story, and it's just like, oh, they just have a Valyrian steel sword. Like, that's their only claim to anything remotely famous. Yeah. And that's it. And this guy's just giving it away. Like, oh, you can't, like, you saved my life? Why don't you get, like, have a nice room? You know, not, like, this ancient heirloom which no one can ever recreate in the history of life right and also i put a wolf on it for you (laughs) even really a stark
1: and like this scene reminded me that like jor and jorah they have a really kind of tragic relationship that doesn't get covered a whole lot in the show like there's a little bit in season five but like He's like, I was gonna
0: give it to my piece of shit son.
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of it. Like we eventually learn that like Jor like really wants to forgive his son and wants him to take the black and shit, mm-hmm. and like Jorah just wants to get right in his dad's eyes, but it's like there's an ocean between them, and it's it's a lot like that episode where um where SpongeBob where Mr. Krabs loses SpongeBob in a bet and he has to go work at the Chum Bucket, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this grill is not a home. Except, yeah. um... It's just a greasy spoon. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell that that wasn't in my notes and I just came up with
0: it now? Because that was... <laughs>
1: Anyways, yeah, it's just like this girl's not home.
0: I, I feel like a lot of... On on every level, you know, just in terms of, like, plot and character development, like, this show and
1: SpongeBob are pretty... Yeah. Like, Long Claw is just the greasy spoon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, like, the spatula. Like, the one he wants to buy in, like, the first episode ever with, like, port
1: and starboard attachments.
0: Yeah. But Jon Snow gets it, and has a cool wolf on it,
1: because he has a cool wolf. The sign says permanent exile, but my heart says jail. <laughs> uh, and then,
0: like, everyone... Yeah, this happens, like, the whole Night's is like, Sword! Sword!
1: Sword! Yeah, they, they literally... They, it's <laughs> like an Always Sunny chant, it's great. Yeah. And then Jor's like, Hey, I sent Sorrelasir to bring a dead hand to King's Landing. You know anything about any dead hands going to King's Landing? And then, yeah, then it's, like, sword time. He's like, no, sir, I don't understand foreshadowing. <laughs> Making his stupid face. Yeah. Season one john Jon's got a real stupid it, face.
0: It doesn't, doesn't Sam, he's like, oh, there's gonna be a war. And John is, like, so shocked about this. Like, even though he kind of knew it was happening already.
1: Yeah. He was like, I, 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 I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> and then John's like, but I, you wanna say it, or else you wouldn't be so coy. And then he's like, well, you're, you're, you're... Your brother's going to war, and he's against the throne. And he's going to die, mm-hmm. and then he makes a stupid face again. Yeah, and that's it. And there's, um, I did notice there was like a one second shot of Rast kind of side eyeing the whole sword thing, mm-hmm. which is really neat. And it's like a neat of like in season five they would have had ten episodes of the camera fixed on Rast for thirty seconds looking through open flames. Yeah, but like so now, now it's he's just like down his face. so now it's just like if you kind of know Rast, it's like oh, it's a neat little touch. Mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's not beating you over the head with it.
0: And then we go back to the twins, where Catelyn's like, here's what happened, and everyone has to get married. Everyone has to get married. Yeah, she's like, Arya's gonna have to marry this guy, and Rob's like, oh, she won't enjoy that, which makes him, like, the first person in the show to understand Arya. Yeah. Other than John, who gave
1: her a sword. This is This is a really, really funny scene. Because what? and because Rob was like, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. And then, like, she's like, you have to marry his his daughter. And he's immediately like, hey, hey mom, uh, are any of the Frey girls fuckable? <laughs> and Kat's like, oh, they all look what? the same with the lights off. Am I right? <laughs> and then Rob and, just like tries to kind of poo poo the whole thing. He was just like, can I just like not do that <laughs> and still go? And she's like, which is kind of good because it's like the first time
0: Rob is actually like, he's a teenager.
1: Yeah. And then like, He's like, fine, mom, I'll fuck his granddaughter. And he just storms off. Yeah. At the end, so happy about it. Yeah, he he loves the poontang talk.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who's involved in it. He's just very there for it at any moment. Yeah.
1: He's
0: here for it. <laughs> and, uh, what happened? Yeah, that's kind of it, right, for that scene? Yeah, pretty much. was a quick one. Just sad dick. I, I think, like, the great John is there having no fingers or something. And he's yeah, like he's around. there. Uh, Oh, yeah, and then we go back to the wall for another, like, shitty privilege to Jon Snow.
1: Oh, my God, Eamon kills this scene. It was (laughs) so good.
0: I was, yeah, I was just expecting, like, he's like, you don't know what it's like to be me. Like, blah, 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 I'm not a Stark, I'm a bastard. And he's like, I'm a Targaryen, you fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And then Jon's like, well, if you're blind, why don't you wear glasses? (laughs)
1: Like, like... (laughs) I do like that, like, John was just kind of trying to feed some birds, and Eamon, like, went full Shakespeare poet immediately. He was like, hey. But yeah. He was very aggressively feeding those birds. He was he like, was pelting them with. Yeah. Food. He was like, you ever wonder why we don't love anyone? It's so we can't can't love anyone loves the death of duty, wouldn't it? Shoes duty over his loved ones, man? Think about it. John's just like, oh man, I'm just, I'm just trying to feed some birds, man. You don't know about me. Yeah, nobody has problems but me. Hmm. And I like how.
0: It, he he didn't just say, I'm a Targaryen. He was like, my father was this, and his grandfather yeah, was this. He was, like, letting him connect you know, the dots. As the Mad King. And we get the great shot of Jon Snowface actually connecting the dots very slowly. Yeah. Like, okay, the the king, he's a Baratheon? <laughs> he's he's related to Robert?
1: Is he Robert's brother? The Mad no, he's king too was, old. The Mad King was Robert's dad?
0: Ah. Uh, Aemon Targaryen. Yes. I'm very old and blind. That's my Eamon impression. That
1: was great. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Most of my impressions, you have to be in a in a, like I have to get into a physical state to do it. Yeah. For Eamons, I basically have to make sure I'm about to fall over.
1: Yeah. And then I can channel him. It just ha- it's happy Pysel. Yes. It's like the professor from Futurama when Bender snaps his back. 90 degrees <laughs> yeah. and it gets a new angle on life
0: <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and then Picel is when he does it a whole hundred eighty degrees and then he's sad now yeah basically uh, uh, Pycelle's just like this and Eamon is like this <laughs> that's that's all you need to know now you can you too can have the perfect impression and then yeah Jon Snowface he's a Targaryen yeah. And I guess he's like, I followed my, oops, see ya, shitter.
1: <laughs> see ya, shitter? Yeah. This is like, this is actually one of those quotes that has actually stuck with me, like on an actual see ya, level. <laughs> no, not see ya, shitter. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I did forget that Amon actually said that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But like, that's kind of one of the lessons of the series that has stuck with me is like, you know, you can, only, you can only be brave when you're scared, and, like, it's easy to be dutiful when it, when there's no cost. Like, sometimes when I'm in, like, a shit mood, and I'm like, I don't really have the energy to be nice right now, like, Master Eamon will pop into my brain and being like, and it's like, being kind when it's difficult is the only time when you really can be kind. And it's like, fuck, you're so right, you fucking asshole. Fine, I'll take out the trash even though it's my roommate's turn. Whatever. Yeah, Keep thanks, fucking Like, it's really something that, You're like... You're not even real. It's literally, like, Mr. Amon, Mr. Amon,
0: mm-hmm. Mr.
1: Amen, my pre-algebra teacher. <laughs> but, like, it's one of the, It literally pops into my head every time I'm, like, in a shit mood and I don't want to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. So this, this show has cursed me with kindness. And then we go from the wall to mm-hmm. the Dothraki. Drogo's
0: taking a horse nap. Taking a horse nap, which leads to my favorite line in the entire series. A cow who cannot ride is no cow.
1: Yeah. and it's like, Which
0: is just, like, that's actually something I told Kim. I just try to shoehorn any place I can. <laughs> like, if there's, like, my cat could be, like, reaching for a treat that rolled under the, the counter or something. And I'm like, a cow who cannot ride is no cow. <laughs> like, just any failure.
1: Yeah. And just like, a chance to say that. Like, hello, FDR had polio. He did a pretty good job. Maybe you should fucking get some better qualifications, dude.
0: Yeah, but FDR, his, like, the new deal wasn't about horses.
1: Well, you, like, you got a point there.
0: So, <laughs> and if you look, because Jason Momoa falls over immediately as soon as the, as the scene began begins, and any time you see his face in the shot, he's, like, not hurt or, like, sick. He just looks so bored. I know. Like like, and I like, can't there, there, believe he, I have to lay down instead of like killing someone or yelling.
1: Yeah, there's even a shot like there's this weird like twitching that he does in his neck where he just like kind of like kind of hamming it up and like twitching his neck back and forth just mm. to like I guess do something because he can't if he stays still he dies he's like a shark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he
1: just has to kill.
0: If you punch Jason Momoa
1: in the nose, he flees immediately. Yeah, you got to. That's tr- the only way to defeat him. Nose, eyes, and gills. Those are the only his <laughs> only weaknesses.
0: And that's yeah. Isn't she? Doesn't she say like, "Get me the Maggie"?
1: Yeah, and he's like, "I don't like the Maggie." She's like, "I want her anyways," and that's pretty I'm much the like, queen. That's their entire relationship. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much it.
0: Basically, all of Daenerys' lines in this episode, were, I'm the Khaleesi,
1: and then I know you're not. Not anymore. Yeah. Not now. As, like, well, as soon not, as, as soon as he fucking really. pieces out. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> but this, I did kind of like this scene because it was actually. like... Maybe the one of the first and last times I actually felt that like Daenerys could be an actual danger. Because like like for real, she's like Drogo is pretty much like her one Dothraki person that has protected her, and like without his protection, she's gonna be either dead or in the red waste all by her lonesome with some old man who wants to fuck her. So And the stallion who owned
0: out the world. Right, yeah. Don't forget him.
1: So it's actually kind of a spooky situation for her, and that's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Like, Gravitas. It's nice to see her in terror. Yeah, it's nice to see her in a fucking terrible situation.
0: <laughs> and after that, it's back to the the Lannister camp, where we get some Tywin and Kevin bonding. Like, I, or I assume. Aren't they, like, together when Tyrion was? Yeah, they were sitting next to each other. It was having cute. Having a good time. Having a good laugh. And I like how Tywin just called... He's like, you and your wildlings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're mountain clans, you asshole.
0: Because I was thinking, I was like, it's technically, since they're just like wild people, does that make them wilding? And the Taiwan's just like, yeah, whatever. Wilding. Yeah. Get them out of here.
1: I thought it was like an Indian Native American kind of thing.
0: Oh, uh, of course. I don't know. <laughs> and I, a thing I liked is that they did the just pure like expedition thing and he's like you and your wildings will be fighting in the vanguard and Tyrion goes in the vanguard you mean we'll be the first ones to charge into battle and I was
1: like thank you so much because <laughs> I have no idea what a vanguard is
0: yeah a lot of times in the book George R. R. Martin he's like they were fighting in the van like what?
1: yeah what does that
0: mean? I thought they rode horses yeah hee <laughs> <laughs> but like good thank you Tyrion
1: like Yeah, like, I don't need much character exposition anymore with regard to, like, relationships, but war exposition, please. Mm -hmm. Like, even later in the episode, they were like, there was only 2,000 men, and that's not a lot. And I was like, oh, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Also, I want to mention, just anytime someone in the show is drinking wine, it just looks so delicious. Yeah, I I I hate to admit it. But you're not wrong. It's like, you know, when you, to bring it back around to SpongeBob again, when you see a Krabby Patty in the show, and you're like, I want to eat a Krabby Patty, it's so bad. Oh, right? man, the gummy Krabby Patties just don't save that urge. It, it does, they don't, they do not. Like, no matter how many you can buy for 50 cents. Oh, and it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's not, not the thing. It's a lot.
1: There's a big garbage-to-gummy ratio in those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyways. But we're
0: introduced to Shay the Funny Whore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that, okay, that <laughs> that that nickname makes me laugh every time I hear it. I'm sorry, and I've been I've, I hear it, I see it like on the Song of Ice and Fire Reddit all the time, and it makes me laugh out loud every time for some reason. Uh, she says it herself. Yeah, because like her her acting really stands out in this show.
0: I like how they isn't isn't in the book. She's just like oh, she's just a whore. But Terry's <laughs> like, where are you from? And she's like, somewhere else. Yeah, they make her really
1: like. Cryptic for some reason, and she's like, oh, she she's she's like from a good home, I guess, and she isn't revealed. She's there's like all of the expected reasons aren't true, mm-hmm. but she still doesn't give any kind of inkling as to what she's actually being. It's a kind of just part. mystery
0: for the sake of it. Like, there's no payoff. Spoilers. Like, you yeah. never find out. Like, oh, her past is actually this, or like this is how she is. She just is this character, and that's it.
1: Yeah. And there's even, like, some brawn shit that I'm pretty sure is show exclusive where, like, he's been north of the Wall, apparently. Yeah. So, like, I...
0: And, again, it's just like, well, that what's my job?
1: Yeah, just like, oh, I like, no. go where the money goes. Like, who has money up there?
0: <laughs> Which, actually, Tyrion, in this scene, she's like, oh, who are you? She's like, whoever you want me to be. And that just reminded me of, you seen Coming to America? Yeah. When Eddie Murphy meets his wife, and he's like,
1: what do you like? Yeah, whatever whatever, you like Whatever you
0: like, my king. And Tyrion's going to be like, bark like a dog. She'll be like, (laughs) arf, arf, arf.
1: And then then he'll still be like, oh, but she really loves me. She's different from all of the prostitutes, even though we had an agreement. Yeah. Because he's an idiot.
0: (laughs) And I like, I forget exactly how, but Tyrion's like, if you stay with me, you'll have more money than you can even imagine. Which is basically his entire
1: character this season. Yeah, it was really... That's how he got out of every pickle. It was like mm. if he would like talk about his dick a little bit, and that never worked. So he was like, <laughs> "I also have all of the money." Mm. Oh, okay. I'm like, "Oh, sure. that works so much better than waving your dick around in my infant son's face." Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what else happens here? That they they have their like game or whatever later, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck me like it's my last night on the world." Because it might be. Mm. Yeah.
1: She's like, "Good one, that- too."
0: Yeah, she's like yes, whatever. Line of Lannister.
1: Yeah, good one, Lion of Lannister. Yeah, your big, big shadow. Good job. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: what happened to, uh, that to that? Drogo's still sleepy, and Danny's like, look at how strong my comatose little man is. He's hmm. so strong, and everybody's like, he's literally like thirty seconds away yeah, from dying. She's like,
0: look at him, my special boy, my strong, handsome, beautiful, smart like, son. They're already but, putting
1: like the death cucumbers over his eyes. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, he's going to snap out of this in just a second.
0: And every, like, even Jory, everyone's like, no, she's the cow. He's the cow. And then Jorah's like, well, in Dothraki tradition, like, whoever's the strongest is a cow. She's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, it is. It literally I just told is. You that. Like, that's how it is happens here.
1: Yeah. And he's like, we out. We going to a shy. Because he's been trying to get her to go to a shy all season. He wants from. to go to a shy so bad. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I may, is it because, like, Maybe there's a shadow binder there that can like help him hatch the eggs? Like that's all that I could like speculate on. I feel I like he just wants to get far away. And that's like the most mysterious place yeah, to be able, that's Because we never see it.
0: And I also want to say that uh Vos is confirmed <laughs> in Dothraki for no.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Cause uh I forget the angry Blood Rider guy
1: says it a lot. Yeah. And Miri Mazdor, my girl is being treated so poorly here. And man, it's such a good setup for Danny like, rescuing her from this horrible culture. Can't wait yeah. to see it next episode. Yeah. Yeah, and oh my god, this fucking little setup for Daenerys being pissed next episode. Like, Miri's like, you saved my life again. And Danny's like, now you have to save his. And she she's like, he's beyond anything I can do. All I can do is, like, hospice him a little bit. Like, I straight she's- up cannot save him. Do it, and she's like, "Save him." You have to know she, a spell.
0: And, and then she goes, "Yeah, I like I do, but it's blood magic."
1: And people like some would say death is cleaner. Like there is a price only death can pay for life. And she's like, blah, 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 "I don't fucking care."
0: Like as soon like anyone can say blood magic, I'm out of there. I'm not being around for any demon ritual, like no matter what. Yeah. And she's like, "Do it. It doesn't matter." And like the I, I always forget names. What's do you know the bad like the angry blood rider? It's Kotho, I think. Kotho. Who's the nice one that like continues with the uh, names?
1: Uh, Ricaro. Ricaro. He has the
0: best line of of the uh, of the series because she's like, "Do it. I don't care if it's blood magic." He
1: says, Khaleesi, do not do this thing." <laughs> yeah. Like I think it's he was like he was just learning Dothraki at the time.
0: Yeah, like that's. <laughs> You could say that for any situation involving Daenerys, and it doesn't matter.
1: She'd be like, I am the dragon. Yeah, I, I'm I think I'm gonna not open the fighting That's Khaleesi, you cannot do this thing. Do not do this thing. I will do it. I think I'm gonna walk into that pyre over there. Khaleesi.
0: And, and she's like, bring me his horse so I can kill another horse in the show. Oh man, there's so much horse death. Horse blood everywhere. And, uh,
1: she leaves and gets pushed and immediately goes into labor. And, like, pass out labor, apparently? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything about how pregnancy or labor or anything like that works. Mm. But and like she's in a traumatic situation, so if like she passes out because of stress, like fine. But it was still we- kind of weird. I think maybe and this is
0: everything happening here. He's like, oh, I can't have the the baby. Oh, oh, the witch knows. Bring her to the witch who's currently performing blood magic and like said, don't come yeah, in. what I guess. It, no I, guess what you do. I guess
1: like narratively, she had to pass out so that she would because she'd just been like, "I will not re-enter," mm-hmm. but like she can't be like, "Ah, uh, she just fucking told me not to go in there." Mm-hmm.
0: But like, and I like even Jor is like, "What
1: have you done?" Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and something interesting uh, I noticed about uh, the horse is that the horse was straight up not fucking having it the whole time. It was yeah. And And if we're going by the logic that, uh, if this is your first episode, uh, go listen (laughs) to the backlogs. Uh, If we're going by the theory that you warg into the animal that killed you, uh, Viserys is in that horse.
0: Oh, I thought we were going to have a Cal Wargo situation on our hands. Oh, perhaps. That's next episode. Mm
1: -hmm. But, uh, okay, so we know that Drogo's too strong, he's never been defeated, so when he kills Viserys, Viserys tries to warg into him, can't, so he settles for Drogo's horse. So... So, and as soon as the horse goes into the tent, we you see literally, like, somebody pouring something molten into, like, a Double pot. Double warg of the week. Double warg of, of the week. So it makes sense, because Viserys is like, fuck, fuck no, I'm a horse now, this is so much better, I don't want to die. So. <laughs> horses horses bow to no kings. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Jorah uses everybody's special move in the entire series, which is having armor. Uh-huh. That's,
0: like, Except for when it isn't.
1: Yeah, it's either having like armor beat that guy. or the absence of armor. Yeah, it's never
0: like this is a great fighter and this isn't. It's just whatever the situation, like however the plot decides it's going to go at that point in time. Yeah. Though I guess you could say like, oh, the Zothraki don't aren't familiar with armor, but whatever. Like, you hit yeah. him in the head. That's what Jorah did.
1: Yeah, because like he goes right for like the most armored part of him because armor is where you need protection. <laughs> and he's like, "What is this steel skin?" And then he fucking gets slapped. This is not. This is not horse armor. <laughs> this isn't a horse at all.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, so <laughs> it's just like demons yelling and fire and blood and like ominous chanting. And yeah, and, and they're like, "Hey, I'm just gonna have this baby." Everything, everything. Will be- yeah, and
1: Jorah's like, "Hey, why don't we go into the tent that we're not allowed to go in?" Whoops. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, this is totally going to be Miriam door's fault somehow. Anyways, Tyrion and Shanbron yeah. are hanging out.
0: Yeah, We're playing some games. Fun time with
1: friends. Tyrion is me at a party in this scene. No
0: fire games.
1: No knife games. No drinking. Everybody wants to play, like, these sexy, dangerous games. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm always like, hey, how about we play, like, Two Truths and a Lie? That's fun. That's is there a, a, a good time King for here? us all.
0: Can we play some, some Mario Kart? Do we have to stab each other? Yeah, like,
1: my Mario Kart.
0: Come huh. on. <laughs> And then, I like how this Tyrion's like, I know, like, I can sense things from anyone. Like, I can tell if you're lying. You're lying about this, Bronn. You're lying about that. Oh, wait. That lie was about me. Like, introduce a game and make it entirely about yourself in the the least subtle way ever. Yeah. Like, I was just looking for a way to talk about my dark and
1: tortured pants. (laughs) Yep. And, oh, this scene made me actually really, really mad. Because he tells the story of Taisha, and why would you keep this in the show if you're not going to include the payoff?
0: Yeah. I, I, uh, Brooks is saying the same thing about when Tyrion told the story about, like, the girl he married. Uh-huh. Also saying that there's no payoff for it. See, I'm not the only one. But is he telling it for ten minutes straight? Well, I say, what do you mean? And, huh? <laughs> and, here's, why are you telling me this? I just want to watch the show.
1: Here's the thing. Actually, uh-huh. I paused it during that scene, and I turned to my girlfriend next to me, and I talked to her about it for ten minutes. Ah, I see. So, yeah. So, so he paused it and told his girlfriend about it for ten minutes.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, see? Uh, we were like in more ways than one.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she was like, I've read the books. I'm very aware that you don't have yeah, to, to I was like, no, you, listen. You don't get it, okay? Tyrion sucks. Oh, uh, that's that's the gist of pretty much every analysis I have on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. But, he, yeah, yeah Jamie orchestrated the whole thing. And then Shay drops a line that I guess they forgot. She's like a girl who was almost raped doesn't invite a man into her bed. Two hours later, guess what happens in season five? Guess what they write in season five with Sam and Gilly? Guess what they do? Exactly. Well, uh, it's because it's George George R. R Martin wrote this.
0: That he didn't he didn't write that season.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, which
1: says a lot. Anyway. Yeah. So um, Tyrion is sleepy. And Bronn's like, stop being sleepy, they're here.
0: I like how Tyrion
1: has his own custom armor. Yeah, it's really... I love it.
0: <laughs> it. It's fitted. It's... It's not like he's like, oh, I'll use this Squire's armor. Like, that was clearly made for him. Yeah,
1: like, he doesn't have to wear baby clothes. hmm And I just en-
0: enjoy just the convenient life of Tyrion Lannister, where he just somehow... He's like, I'm going... His accent is slipping every five seconds. He's like, let's fight them! (laughs) And be strong. Stone crows! Stone crows! Uh, Burnt ears! Burnt ears! Uh, Cool men!
1: Cool cool men!
0: (laughs) To battle!
1: (laughs) And then, like, Budget shoots him in the fucking face. And he gets knocked out.
0: Which he does in the books, too, but... yeah. Like, we get further budget restraints later when they're like, oh, we just captured Jamie Lannister in this Yeah, battle. I read
1: that, like, that was one of the one things George wanted to see in the show. It was like, he wanted to see that battle, but... Mm. Whoops. Things cost money. Mm. You Gotta pay for goods and services. Yeah. But man, we learned that Rob is a master ruseman. He really... He misinformed the fuck out of that scout.
0: <laughs> and he's... And even they were like, is that a lot of men? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or whatever.
1: And like, so Rob got Jamie, and like when I'm watching, it, I'm like, wow, what a perfect trade off this could be. Like Ned for Jamie, this is perfect. And Theon's like, hey, it would be really inadvisable and counterintuitive to piss off the crown law and kill him for no reason. We should do, should that. do that. That's yeah, what like, we should do. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. <clears throat> kill
0: him. He tries to start his own chant, and no one goes in on it. Yes, yeah, like, kill, 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 kill him.
1: Kill him. Kill him. Oh, uh-huh. and like. Man, it, this actually did make me feel like 2,000 men was a lot, because it kind of, it never really sunk into me, that even though Rob says it outright, that he sent 2,000 of his own men to literally die. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew that they were fucked on purpose. Yeah. And like, ah, uh, it was a great strategy, and it was super smart, but yikes, dude. That's a lot of, that's a lot of fellas.
0: Yeah, at the end, he's like, they'll sing songs about them. And Rob's like, but they won't be able to hear it. And he pulls out the oh, first pair a... of sunglasses
1: and puts them on and takes them <laughs> off. My again. father's
0: son, my father Ned Stark, you know him of Honor Fame. Yeah. That's, of that's Honor Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and then like <laughs> Jamie's like, Come on, like let's let's just fight right here and now. Let's just do it and get it over with and Rob's like no
1: And everyone goes crazy about it He this. says it like it's a really badass line But he's just like saying You would kill me You would kill the fuck yeah, out he, of me he's like, I'm not gonna like, do we, that he says, he says if we do
0: it your way uh, You'd win We're not going to do it your way ah! <laughs> Like you just said, I, I said He said can I fight you And you said no And that's like the hypest shit Anyone in the world yeah, ever
1: heard It probably is honestly
0: Actually no it was when uh, The Great John, he's like Let's go pretty man and then everyone yeah, the canned
1: army, like, yeah, that was like the only time anybody in the show, any guy in the show but Jon Snow was called pretty.
0: Yeah. And it's when he's like bloody and beat up and dirty. Yep.
1: Which, okay.
0: And after, like, this... So much stuff happened in this episode that when we got to the last scene, I was like, oh, right, Ned has to die.
1: Yeah, right?
0: Like, I totally forgot
1: about it. I was like, oh, part. yeah, the scene ends when they capture Jamie, and it's a great ending. Perfect. Yeah. See you next week. Mm-hmm. And then we get a... It opens with Arya hunting pigeons, confirming
0: the, the war theory. Yep. You know, more, just more, more juice into that. Yeah, as if I needed then, more. I feel, like, I feel like they didn't, like, discuss Baylor enough. They didn't like at first, at all at, yeah, like no one ever said the only thing is like that like poor boy runs by and he's like, he's got he's at the Sept of Baylor. yeah,
1: like
0: and that's the only time you hear about it so like one person no
1: like one person calls him Baylor the Blessed ones, and like that's I guess it,
0: yeah, which like and yeah, the show doesn't make a big deal about this, I feel like, which is like this guy is getting his head chopped off on like the Vatican stairs, basically, yeah, which yeah. Like the most, the sept of the most holy man to ever live had never fought and never had sex. Taylor <laughs> the Virgin.
1: Taylor the Virgin.
0: That's what they called him. And like th- this, this scene is the whole scene is like so good though.
1: Oh, it's I watched it like three times through just to kind of see how everybody was reacting in every moment. Uh huh. He's all good. And I'm just like
0: Ned, just like he's uh, he's the true born uh-huh. Yeah,
1: because Ned doesn't give a fuck about honor when it comes to protection of children, because that's yep. his deal. And he gets hit in the head with a rock. Yeah.
0: And the hound just, like, pushes him back. He's like, oh, mm.
1: fuck goes. up there, dude.
0: And Joffrey is just eating this shit up so much. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, they begged me. Yeah. His hand's in his ha- pocket the
1: whole time. Yeah,
0: but they have the hearts of women swerved. Like,
1: oh, yeah.
0: way to just... I like how even Cersei's like, whoa, 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 D- this is crazy, like, don't. Yeah. Even Cersei, who fucks everything up, all of her plans, she's like, this, this is. This is a
1: little crazy. far. Yeah. yeah. I do, like, I. There's no payoff for why Pycelle is so, like, pro Ned all of the time. He's the gods are, are just, but they are also merciful. Everybody's I like, feel like
0: he was just in on the, like, okay, if he kills him, a war will start. Yeah. And so he's trying to be more just like, well, maybe if you just spare him, the a blessed. Yeah, and Joffrey's like, I don't give a fuck, kill him. and Littlefinger's
1: like, did you fucking hear that seat over there? He doesn't think <laughs> you can kill him. The guards
0: push his head down, and Littlefinger's like, what are you going to do, Ned Stark? Just die here like a pussy while I go (laughs) fuck your wife while you're dead? And Ned is just like, (laughs) he's looking for He's just
1: like, well, I guess so. See you later.
0: And just, he gets killed with his own sword. Like, it's
1: so fucked up. It's really fucked up.
0: There is no reason for
1: that. Yeah, it like that was one of the reasons why I was rewatching the scene over and over again because Cersei and Barris are both fucking losing it, and Littlefinger is just like smiling. Mm. He's just like, "This is fine."
0: <laughs> well, everything's on fire around
1: him. He, so, like, I'm sure, like bad. right before they all went out there, he was like, "He and Joffrey, you hear what those fucking women said? You're not gonna be a fucking woman, are you?" Um. Hey, hey, Joffrey! I
0: bet you won't kill on that Stark. And he's like, "Well, mother told me that if I if I spare Stark's life, he can live in in the north, and there won't be war in the Seven Kingdoms." And then Littlefinger goes, "I fucking double dog dare." <laughs> you what? I'm the king. So yeah, he had to by law.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, if a king goes to take backsies on a double-dog dare, then they lose no well, the other no, he, A king who goes back on <laughs> a double-dog dare is no king. Voss. Voss. <laughs> so anyways, no headard Stark.
0: No Headard Stark. No Head Med. He's dead.
1: Hey, 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 Joffrey, you know would be a good joke? If you killed him and we called him no headard. That would be a good one. Yeah,
0: that's why that's why we have you around, buddy. Have Hall. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joshua, don't seven other people currently hold Heron You whatever. You got that's it. Like too. five towers, whatever. There's there's enough for all of you. And then we get Deadman. Deadman, which is like he. I guess <clears throat> everyone thought he was the main character just based on like knowing how shows and fiction work but there was like he's not really the main character yeah like he's probably in a lot less of the show than most people yeah he's heavily in it for like the first four episodes Mm -hmm. you know but after that it's like about everyone else yeah and and also everyone thinking like oh how's he gonna escape he just he doesn't he just (laughs) dies.
1: oh yeah i was like watching like in episode eight i was like oh man rob's gonna storm those walls at the last moment Take his dad back. It's going to be great. Nope. Nope, sure isn't. He just dies. Man, Which is, like, great
0: in terms of, like, the fiction and how the story yeah. goes. But, like, I just hate that now Game of Thrones
1: is a show where everyone dies and fucks and that's it. Yeah, I hate that that's, like, what that's it's like known for. That's, like, the common conception of the show. Yeah, and then, so, like, D&D hear that and they're like, oh, so we don't need to worry about, like, narrative threads and continuity and themes. We could just uh, have shocking deaths all the time. Eight seasons. Eight seasons in a movie. And mm-hmm. um, eight seasons in a Robert Bruce Rebellion prequel.
0: Okay. Well, like, I'll forgive them for everything if that happens. Yeah. Uh, Even it's, like, Netflix original.
1: Uh, Eddie, did you fucking see who was on set for season six, by chance?
0: Uh, I believe it was the actor
1: who plays the hound. It sure fucking was. And there was also a scene that they just filmed that needed. 400 extras. Which is a lot of people. Clegane Bolt. Clegane So that's the fucking... They're going to pack Cowboys Stadium (laughs) for Clegane Bolt. And it's going to be so fucking good.
0: 500 screaming Sandor Maniacs. Yeah. The unstoppable
1: force meets the immovable ab- object. He's going to be the first yeah. one to slam the mountain and drop that atomic <laughs> leg on.
0: Live from that place where the viper fought the mountain. He'll drop that Hanma headbutt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will Sander get his big win in the... Uh, the G1 you know? Climax? Yeah. Like, Ugh. <laughs> the whole time we we're just like, "This show sucks. I would never want to watch it again." What fucking hacks? Whoa, Tower of Joy. Okay, Cleganeball. Fucking nice. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh,
1: fucking Victorians, giant ass Burnham Fucking sign me yeah, up, brother. Yeah, I'm
0: in. Mean, can't wait.
1: Yeah, I'm. My life is a joke.
0: <laughs> well, we already had a couple of work of the week so far. Do you have the big one prepared? I do. Okay. Warg of the Warg of the Week. Alright, um, Kim, so Kim, Kim. Ah, Warg war of the Week Warg of the Week
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kim Um, <laughs> so they're kind of like Two independent theories, one is a little Less, is a little more difficult To believe if you're a fucking coward But, um Or rational, but Well, I have in. faith in Logic and reason, lady. But <laughs> uh, Chaos is a ladder Chaos is a ladder, lady. <laughs> but um all right so so in the books uh there's a lot of a lot of weirdness surrounding uh ned's final moments and also the, the circumstances of his death um and in an Arya chapter when she's like hanging out with balor uh she notes that ned looks so beat up that he barely looks alive and, uh, it's like, since, and, like, his face is fucked up, and, like, since when does a broken leg and a little time in the dark mess up your face? That's a little strange. I wonder if there's more weirdness that we could explore. Oh, yeah, there is. Because, um, later, when Sansa is in Maegor's holdfast, uh, and Joffrey's like, hey, look at your dad's head. Um, she knows that his face looks weird, even for, like, a tarred and feathered dead head. Dead head Ned. Yeah, doesn't look like dead head Ned, just looks like dead head some guy. So, and then when Kat gets Ned's bones, she's like, it really seems like these came from a smaller guy. She like, Mm -hmm. and you might be, oh, it might be because she, Ned was a big guy and everybody's small and you get their bones. No, that's not, it's not there narratively. It's there because it was a smaller person. And so, which smaller person you ask? Well, um. Serial Pharrell. You got it, brother. Because, alright, so we, we understand Oh wait, that's it? It literally is so, so, we're under, operating under the assumption that Marin has severely wounded Sirio We know that, from a previous episode, we know that Varys is the one that sent Sirio And he has a connection with Sirio So he's like, hey man, you're mortally wounded I need one more favor from you, buddy And Sirio knows that he's dying He knows that, like, there's no way out of here So he's like, sure man, I got you, got you this time so Varys knows that Joffrey's about to kill the shit out of Ned. And Varys, for reasons I will explain later in Part B of this theory, needs Ned alive. So what they do is they take Ned's face, give it to Syrio, who is a faceless man, and Sirio takes Ned's place in the cells. Right? So Varys whisks Ned away using the same tunnel he uses for spoilers, Tyrion, why are you listening if you don't want to get spoiled, I guess, at this point? Because um, like, when you look at it, who is Ned really concerned concerned about during his death scene? He doesn't give fucking two shits about Sansa. He's worried about Arya, who is Sirio's best friend. And if I were a faceless man posing as some guy, I would only know Arya, and I would only care about Arya because we're best friends. Okay, which
0: continues the previous theory, which is Sirio is everyone
1: and also no one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I'm with you so far.
1: Alright, so here's part B, which is uh, a little more textual backing. Uh, so we know that Varys is the kind of the Nick Fury of, like, the Targaryen restoration sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Him and Illyrio are, like, assembling the dream team of Westerosi with, like, Aegon and Jon Khan and maybe, like, Tyrion, Varys, and Ajora even. And so Varys sees the value in Ned as an advisor to this new Targaryen and a valuable asset also to peace in the realm, which Varys is all fucking about. So, and he even got emotional in this episode and he was like, I want peace! And he was like, tears were in his eyes and it was weird. Um... So we know that this is Varys' plan uh, because of the conversation over overhears between two Merlins where Illyrio says, If one hand can die, why not a second? You have danced this dance before. And at the time, when we're babies and we don't know things, we're like, oh, that means that they plotted to kill Jon Aaron. And we know that that isn't the case now. We know that that was like Littlefinger and Lysa and all that shit. So we know that that's not the case. So what did they mean? They were talking about not Jon Aaron they were talking about John Connington, who they didn't kill, but they, like, disappeared him by faking his death, and they, like, brought him into Essos. So, so, die was a very, like, elder brother, Sandra Clegane died sort of death. So, if one hand can die, why not another? More likely means if one hand can, like, be disappeared into our dream team. So... Why not another? Yeah, so if Varys were to fake Ned's death... Be it like on the way to the wall, or at the Sept of Baelor, if like I don't know, Sirio took his place. Um, another hand could die and join Aegon's dream team. So he was. So his plan all along, uh, whether you believe that like Eddard or Sirio got their fucking head chopped off, his plan was to whisk his whisk him the fuck away. So whether he was successful or not, dependent on whether the Sirio thing is true, remains to be seen. But don't be surprised if uh, Edard Connington shows up in the Winds of Winter. Mm-hmm. With a fucking vengeance, and he's gonna be called Gentleman Stoneheart, and he's gonna wreak vengeance on all of the, the phrase, and be like, hey, "Hey, I'm gonna go back and and event and gonna reunite with my wife and kids." Confirmed. Confirmed. So yeah, myth confirmed.
0: Because why not? Confirmed. Yep. But yeah, uh, you persuaded me.
1: Yeah, Ned's not a Merlin though.
0: Okay, yeah, we have to stay grounded somehow.
1: Yeah. We don't want to go to crazy town, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So. Uh, let's, let's, oh, before we do emails, me and Kim were talking about this. Say, if, to, to, like, fantasy book Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, you're Ned, like, you're Ned as soon as you have the knowledge, like, okay, Joffrey and the Baratheon children are Lannisters. They're not... Like, rightful heirs, and they're born of incest. Like, what do you do? How do you handle it? Um,
1: what, like, Brooks would do literally fucking nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I would, like, maybe chat with Picel about it a little bit. I'd be like, this is kind of bullshit, right, dude? Somebody should do something about this. I wouldn't do shit. And I would see Cersei and Robert and everything, and I would put on a fucking happy face and I would be like, Hey, we're fine, and your son's the rightful heir. Please don't be mad at me. Cause that's 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 my modus operandi. But Now
0: let's say you're if you're a character in the a Song of Ice and Fire series and like Whoa. just knowing what you know and you have this knowledge, like what do you do with
1: it? What would you do with it?
0: Okay. Here's what I would do. As Like, when... Just hold on to it. Don't... Like, you know, in uh, Sun Tzu's famous The Art of War, he says... He says, as soon as you have any type of information uh, on your enemy, meet them privately and tell them you have it. That's, like, rule one. Nice. So, of course Ned's right there. No, he's fucking not, dude. I would keep it a secret, (laughs) right? Yeah. As long as I could. Wait until Robert's dying. When he says, my rightful... Whatever. Instead of writing, the true heir or whatever bullshit Ned writes, write... Stannis Baratheon.
1: And fucking laminate that shit so Cersei First can't tear up. it up. Not only
0: that, as soon as I leave that room where Robert's dead or dying, I say, like, round up the Lannisters. Like, my dudes, get them. Sneak attack in the middle of the night, whatever. Get them in jail. Right? Right. Next day, every, like, the city's going crazy. They're like, whoa, what's happen- happening? The Hand is rebelling. Nope, you have a big fucking co- press conference. At the Sept of Baylor, and you say, here's the king's last words, his will. And this is what he says, by the way, Monsters Born of Incest, Stannis
1: is king. Stannis, big bubble letters, size seventy-two, Jokerman font, mm-hmm. Stannis is the king.
0: And of course, like, some bad stuff will probably happen from this, but it can't be as bad as the entire world going to
1: war. Yeah, because then, like, the small folk won't be all pissy about, like, you committing treason, so they look good in front of Joffrey, they'll be like... The way they are in season five, where it's like abomination, fuck yeah. off. We want Targaryen restoration. Mm-hmm. Where at, all you
0: all you have to do is like start some shitty rumor. Like Ned shows up and they're like traitor treason and he's like wait till you hear this shit abomination. Then they'll just start screaming abomination. They won't give a fuck who's game Yeah,
1: you just be like sword and they'll be like sword 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 sword. sword.
0: <laughs> yeah. As soon as you get enchanting, that's it. Yeah, and then like, and
1: then a swords a king and that's a really weird story.
0: A sword on the Iron Throne, how ironic. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my... let questions.
1: Can I... D- I mean, we'll, we'll get to this in, like, season three, but I was watching the chaos as a ladder scene the other day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's... Okay, this scene worked a, would work a lot better in the books with the book version of the Iron Throne, because the show version of the Iron Throne, like, the iconic version, there's like 20 swords on it
0: right isn't there like a thousand in the book yeah
1: it's like a big ass fucking thing that you have to like literally climb on and it's like this, it's up to the ceiling and like it's literally like thousands and like, of swords melded and together and like
0: the seat is made out of swords yeah like, like people
1: get cut on it all the time and like and the show version is cool but like it's clearly not a thousand swords it's it's like 20 25 tops and so Barris walks in at Littlefinger looking at the throne and he's like you sure like that throne huh buddy and he's like, and Littlefinger's like, "Yes, there's over a thousand swords. I know, I counted." And it's like, "Buddy,
0: there's not." Buddy, I
1: can pause for like ten seconds. There's like twenty. There's not that many.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my. De- I forgot my... which version of the canon we were currently inhabiting.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that seems fucking bullshit, and that's why there's my deep cut for two years into the future.
0: just remember that two years from today exactly when we record that episode
1: yeah I'm gonna be like yeah down the line I'm gonna be like fucking whatever go back to episode 12 and listen to that deep cut about 50 minutes in and everybody will come back here hey man how's season 3 going how about Blackwater how was that (laughs) anyways that was about all so you can go back to that episode thanks for listening Uh,
0: if you want to send in a question to this dumb show Send us an ask at our Tumblr, which is postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, or an email to postgot at gmail.com. First question of the week comes in from Tumblr user Chie Satunakas, who asks, How much do I have to pay you guys for Eddie never to do his little
1: finger voice again? Oh, man, we should have read that at the beginning of the episode.
0: <laughs> I am the master of coin. <laughs> no amount of gold can persuade me to play with our ass. coin purse. Like, I, I feel like at some point I actually tried to do a little finger voice and it just became that abomination, which is just me getting very close to my microphone and speaking as creepy as possible.
1: Yeah, I actually, like, make a, make, like, a circle with my hand and I put it over the mic. And it's very, it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal.
0: I just get right up close and I close my eyes and I talk like a little finger chaos is all that, uh... It's like any... It, you pussy. The
1: thing that I was just talking about, like, that I counted... Like, that sounded, to me, like, closer to what I should be trying to do with an impression, but that's not fun. That's just like some Scottish man.
0: The worse an impression is, the funnier it is. Yeah. So. If improv has taught me
1: anything, it's that bad impressions are way fucking better. mm Mm-hmm. So
0: let's just keep that train going. The answer is no money. I cannot be swayed by, by mortal... Uh, money, money is a social construct.
1: If we don't see Ted Cruz on the in the fucking Oval Office in 2016, you can forget about it. Yeah. So you better get out there, you better fucking canvas for our boy.
0: I like how you said canvas and not actually vote for Ted Cruz.
1: Well, I, I could never condone that, but... You know, our
0: our sponsorship only goes so far. Yeah, he
1: hasn't gotten to that level of Patreon yet. Uh-huh. But at the $6,000 level...
0: Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next question comes in from Tumblr user Mecca Rebecca, who asks: Assuming all your favorite predictions for how the series is going to end come true, what do you think the Seven Kingdoms would look like about a decade after all the conflicts in the books are resolved?
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like no matter what happens in like ten years, there will just be like another uprising, you know. Yeah. Like, something just constantly...
1: Varys and Illyrio would, like, try to get a Baratheon restoration
0: going on in Essos, and... Like, this isn't a world where everyone's just like, Okay, let's live in peace, and everything's good. Like, there's always someone scheming, or someone, like, planning to secede from the kingdoms, or...
1: Yeah. For for as much as, like, we've kind of shit-talked the whole Lord of the Rings school of thought, where it's, like, and he ruled wisely for a thousand years, that's totally how I imagined it in in, like, my dream head, because I've, I've talked about like my ideal, which is at the end of the series, Stannis is on the throne, uh, Duran is ruling an independent Dorne, and uh, Sansa is Queen of the North. Hmm. Um, so, 10 years in the future, in my head, is just like everybody's a little older, <laughs> and there's still no crime, and Ever. there's no more Lannisters. Fuck them. Hmm. Um,
0: Who has Casterly Rock?
1: Um, Aegon. Because I'm actually, I'd like to see more of him, but uh, I'm if if I have to include a Targaryen, it's de- my, it's definitely my boy Aegon right now. Mm. So yeah, give Aegon Castleville Rock. Uh, he can hang out there with Jon Con. Um,
0: but yeah, my like prediction for the end of the series is that it either won't matter who uh, is like on the throne, or all that will be resolved by like say ninety percent. And the last 10% of the book will be like,
1: and then another war started. Yeah. And, like, we don't know the result. Yeah, like, the final... Like, I can see the final chapter being, like, Tree Boy Bran, 100 years into the future, like, watching, like, Sansa's grandchildren get into some shit. But, like, my dream prediction... And he
0: ends it with Winter is Coming.
1: Right. And, like, my dream predictions, I'm already 100% sure, aren't gonna come true, like... Like, I, it, it's possible, like, my Duran one is possible, that, like, he can, like, kind of make it out, kind of chill by himself, because um, he's the farthest away from the White Walkers, but, like, Stannis is probably Toast's next book, and I know this to be true, and it hurts my very soul to say so, but, like, dude's not Azor high and, like, there are people who are Azor high that are going to be, like, more important than him, narratively, but he's still the best character. Um, of course. Second only to maybe Oberyn, I would say. Mm um yeah. but like and like i could see i could also see sansa being queen in the north and stuff like that but also like my actual predictions are a lot more like the walls fucking coming down cersei's going to ignite all the wildfire in king's landing uh etc cetera, etc cetera. it's a lot more like tragic and stuff like that mm-hmm.
0: uh next question comes in from Tumblr user uh let me pronounce this one mizu yokan nailed it who says Finn Balor,
1: that's all. Well, that was... The, before I even wrote the episode... Before I even watched the episode, my first note was just like a fucking goof it was, that I already kind of used. And it was just like, so Ned walks up to Yorin, and Yorin's like, who do you got in NXT TakeOver Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Balor, Balor. And so, yeah, I didn't completely use that goof because even, even I realize when a, when a goof's a bad goof. Mm-hmm. But... So yeah, Finn
0: Balor. Yep, sounds the same. <laughs> uh, the whole time I was thinking of some shitty joke like, when you and the Bay go to church and get in a fight. <laughs> and then it's like Ned having his head chopped off. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't workshop
1: it enough. That's alright, we'll get it. We'll get it on the next go around.
0: <laughs> uh, next question from Tumblr user... Another one I don't know how to say. E. Ivana? I hope so. Yeah. They ask, uh, can you tell me about Marcella's claim to the throne and women in Dorne injured? Ooh, fun time. Yeah,
1: special one for you. Alright, so, um, there's, there's some bullshit with, like, <laughs> it's a really bad way to start. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so it's some bullshit, yeah, so these right? Fucking, <laughs> these fucking feminists are like, No, but, um...
0: Well, first of all, I think in, like, regular, under, Westerosi, like, current, whatever, she has no claim, right? Isn't it the first war? Right.
1: Like, there's been, been, like, historically some bullshit with, like, some Targaryens. Like, there's been a couple of women, but... And those are all, like, rebellions. Yeah, but, like, yeah, generally, like, in in the law, it's primogeniture and it's only male. And this is also not regarding that they're all incest babies, so they have no claim. Right. Yeah, it's all all Stannis (laughs) all the way down, but... Um, but in Dorne, they're like from the Roin rather than the Andals or something like that. Like they're they're they came from like a different culture to where, um, they're like, hey, women are people. So um, so they there's they're just like a straight down the line primogeniture. So like, um, if Stannis whoever's
0: the oldest yeah if
1: Stannis was a lady, uh, then and he was in Dorne, he would still have, or she would still have a claim. Um, so there's a whole thing uh in oh that's basically the whole gist of Dorne uh is Ariane Martel who is Duran's daughter trying to press her claim because he she thinks that Duran is trying to kind of uh look her over for her brother. So she in part because of that, uh she goes on this Queen Maker plot to try to seat Marcella on the Iron Throne because she's a queen in Dorne because she's being she's being fostered in Dorne or whatever. So, like, so under Dornish law, she's the heir. So once Joffrey's fucking toast, then it's like, yo, fuck Tom, and it's Marcella's turn, because she's in Dorn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you follow the law of the land where you're at. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So,
0: so Joffrey dies, and she's in Dorn. That means she would, under Dornish law, she becomes. The queen, or the
1: ruler. Yeah, so she, she's the rightful claimant in the eyes of Dorne. So there, there's this whole plot to, like, rebel and seat Myrcella rather than Tom. Because they are, like... They... Yeah, they... They, they hate the lasters. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's also part of it, is that, like, fuck the They just don't
0: so. want... And they I figure they feel like, well, since we made her the ruler, like, she's indebted to Yeah, us.
1: and, like, since mercella is betrothed to a Martell... That would be a way. Then the Martells would
0: also get into like
1: the Roiner yeah. They would panel. consolidate their power, which is what Duran and Oberon had been trying to do for fucking twenty years. Yeah. So it's a good shot for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I wish I knew more about like the why the Roynar people uh, hadn't had more equality. I wish I knew more about that, but I haven't read The World of Ice and Fire yet. Yeah, most of that I feel like that's just how it was. Yeah. So um, don't watch the show in season five because they cut out all that shit. Um, yeah. And it's all about how women are emotional and they don't listen to reason and men have to teach them what to do and they're also called blood and, killers. And, then,
0: and women die so that men can be sick. Mm-hmm.
1: They just put all of Dorne into a refrigerator, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, show. Yeah.
0: Can't wait to see next season. So, yeah, you can send yeah. uh, questions, once again, com or postgot@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh that's, that's all of them. We went pretty quick this week. Yeah, I mean, we went like. We went pretty long last week, so. But we were talking about bullshit half the time. Very concentrated. Yeah, we were fucking laser focused, focused this week. Focused show. It wasn't 25 minutes of us yelling Ward of the Week. It was just like four. Yeah,
1: there was no Bobby Newport at all. Bobby Newport?
0: It's fucked you soon. Bobby Newport. <laughs> 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 well. the, the classic Game of Thrones gag, Bobby Newport. <laughs> So yeah next, yeah, next episode is the last of season one.
1: Yeah.
0: Weird. And I'm, I'm excited just to move on and see, like, oh, this is when this character is introduced. Yeah, because
1: I don't remember shit about season two. I remember the Blackwater, and that's it.
0: I remember the first Stannis stuff and the Blackwater. Oh, yeah. And everything else is just a blur.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to see my boy. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Well, if you want to talk to us for whatever reason, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter
1: at Brock Dringle. I don't know, Eddie. The world is full of idiots who don't understand what what's important, and I'll tear us apart, Eddie. But if you stick with me, I'm gonna accomplish great things, Eddie, and you're gonna be part of them. And together, we're gonna to run around, Eddie. We're gonna do all kinds of wonderful things, Eddie. Just you and me, Eddie. The outside world is our enemy, Eddie. We're the only we're the only friends we've got, Eddie. It's just Brooks and Eddie, Brooks and Eddie, and their adventures, Eddie. Brooks and Eddie, Eddie forever, forever and ever, a hundred years, Brooks and Eddie. some... Me, me and Brooks and Eddie running around and Brooks and Eddie time all day long forever all a hundred days Brooks and Eddie, forever and ever a hundred times, over and over. Hey, Brooks and Eddie, 100 Eddie hundredadventures dot com w dot com a hundred times every minute brooksandetti dot com w a hundred times brooksandetti dot com. I think the show's over.